This is Ask Amberly. Thank you so much for being here. For those of you who do not know John, he is a nurse practitioner and a chiropractor. And I would say you specialize in biochemistry in the body. I would I would say I have a deep understanding of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> More than the average person. Um, yes. I and that's what drew me towards you because me coming from an energetic background, I see the effects of biochemistry in the body. So I always look at energy as the um, bottom up approach and. I always look at like the physical body, say it's exercise or physical therapy, that would be like a top down approach. But biochemistry, I always think of as the middleman. So there's so much potential there to influence the physical outcome mm -hmm. of you know, what's going on. So energetically speaking, if somebody's going through a divorce, that changes a whole different biochemical uh, pathway in the body, mm -hmm. which creates a different physical expression. So I'll leave all, all the details to you since you're the expert. But one thing I really wanted to ask you was our culture, I feel like, has a hard time letting go. And letting go, energetically speaking, affects the detoxification pathways, especially in women right now. We are seeing a lot of... Uh, a lot of women are worried about you know what they're putting in their bodies or what they're putting on their bodies but they're not looking at the aspect of letting go and how to detox. So part of the problem, you know, a, a female will come to me and say, hey, I'm, I need to lose 15 pounds, but I'm eating organic, I'm eating the right things, what's happening? And I'm like, well, what are your thoughts and emotions? Let's look at that, because that creates a completely toxic chemical pathway in the body if, you know, you're obsessing over controlling people or different things like that. So. I wanted to touch on detoxification pathways in, in women. So what does that look like for you when you're approaching a female's health issue? What kind of markers do you look at? How do you approach that situation? I've always done biomarkers and mm -hmm. it's a spinoff of biochemistry. Biomarkers are ways to look at things happening in real time in the body. Mm -hmm. So I am a scientist at heart, you know, you are too. Yeah. And when you have lab work, you can see real time like numbers and data mm -hmm. that tell you something that you don't have to really guess. Like you can see mm -hmm. something internally going on. So biochemically right. speaking, you can almost be a sleuth in mm -hmm. what you order and what you're looking at. And mm -hmm. what we've seen with women especially I think women, just by nature now, I'm looking at it, uh, right. have a different way of functioning. Mm -hmm. We know obviously there's the thing like the menstrual cycle and the reproductive <laughs> yeah. cycle, so that's obviously different. But right. women have this uh, ability or inability, if you want to call it, to have a detoxification pathway that can be compromised. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy for women to have this compromised. And I think the very first pathway you should look at is the liver detoxification pathway. Right. And mm -hmm. the liver is so important in almost every aspect of biochemistry. Mm -hmm. It is involved in almost every aspect of biochemistry. Right. So when a woman has a problem with, let's say, uh, fatigue, mm -hmm. the weight loss, yes. maybe even mood, mm -hmm. 
we know that there's going to be underlying issues mm -hmm. and we probably most likely know there's a hormone imbalance. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a lifestyle issue that is causing this dysfunction. I look and I say, regardless of that, you have a system in place through the liver mm -hmm. that is going to function regardless of whether you voluntarily decide to do it or not. Right. right? It just does it for you. Mm -hmm. The liver is so incredible that it regulates all your hormones, uh, including insulin, which is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, it detoxifies any, any toxin that goes into your body. It's right. part of that pathway as well. And then it stores food, all food, all your macronutrients like proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So it's like a pantry and including uh, it stores your medications, it detoxifies them as well. Anything that you've ever put in the body has to go through the liver at one point. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about uh, the detox pathway, you're obviously involving the digestive tract, we'll get into that later, but the liver will be a part of that and it will essentially help flush things out that don't belong in the system mm -hmm. and then it'll help store things that do. Okay. That's how I look at the liver, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, but it, it somebody like a woman has a, an issue with the liver you have to kind of understand what to look for right like mm -hmm. i would be uh, a practitioner who would probably see a woman who comes in complains about hormones and that was like the first 10 years of practice they mm -hmm. always say well i'm taking hormones but i'm still tired yeah right right mm -hmm. and i think like okay well let's be honest with ourselves here we always talk about diet Mm -hmm. And the first thing that you'll usually look at when you're talking about uh, a problem in health is a diet. You know, nowadays we look at what we put in our bodies and we realize, hey, it does affect who we are. We are mm -hmm. what we eat. Right. Mm -hmm. The liver is an important part of that. But imagine you look at it from a very simple standpoint of if you put something in your body that doesn't belong there, mm -hmm. where are you going to store that if your body cannot get rid of it? And that's the problem you look at. You're going to store a lot of that in the liver. And so what you have with a lot of people underlining is a fatty liver. Mm -hmm. And you've heard this term before. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, I don't, for the layman terms, it's very easy to say uh, it's a pantry. Uh, your liver's a pantry. You've stored up too much stuff in there. It doesn't belong there. Mm -hmm. You can't fit anything else in there. Or you uh, remove stuff that you do need in there, like glutathione, for mm -hmm. example, right? right? Like just example, uh, acetaminophen, mm -hmm. Tylenol, right? If you took too much of it, you would deplete your liver's production of glutathione. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of it comes from. If you don't have a lot of glutathione, you have... Uh, the inability to produce this antioxidant mm -hmm. that guess what reduces inflammation mm. and so the biggest thing with liver is you have to understand that liver equals detox of inflammation mm, okay gotcha well that's very significant because you know some people who are saying I need to lose 15 pounds it might not be 15 pounds of fat that they're thinking it could be they're inflamed that's right mm -hmm. and so when we first started uh, we thought about what weight loss meant to us. Mm -hmm. Most people say, oh, it is the diet. If you change your diet, you go keto, you go paleo, gluten-free, right. whatever, you can make there's a big difference. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. But we had a lot of women, especially who were coming in here saying, I've tried every diet. Mm -hmm. I've, I, you know, this worked for a while and it didn't. Right. And then, you know, what I can't really lose is this midsection and they always put around the belly button and, and all that. And they say, this is the area I can't get rid of. Yes. And they say, I can work out six times a week. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I'm doing fasting now, right? And that seems to kind of help, but mm -hmm. it still don't feel like it's where it needs to be. Right. And so go back to the concept of losing weight. And I think that losing weight is very easy to do, actually. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to break it to people because mm -hmm. you can lose a lot of water weight. 
True. Right. Natural right. inflammation anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Imagine you go to the bathroom uh, constantly throughout the day. You will drain uh, yourself and you will lose a little bit of weight, mm -hmm. but you can gain that weight right back. Right. And that's very easy with water weight. Mm -hmm. But when you lose weight, I think you're really trying to lose inches. And mm -hmm. I think that's what most people are looking at. Exactly. So if you're trying to lose inches, which I think is more sustainable, mm -hmm. also harder to accomplish, yes. uh, what does losing inches look like? I think what you're looking at is targeting fat cells. Mm -hmm. Okay, right? So then right. The, the idea is, how do I lose fat? Well, mm -hmm. you really don't. Yeah. Okay, and I think mm -hmm. that that's a big uh, misunderstanding amongst most people that unless you do liposuction, you're not going to lose those fat cells. For sure. Right? They, mm -hmm. The issue is they get inflamed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then it brings up this really good point about weight loss. If we considered arthritis of the knee, mm -hmm. you know, to be something where it would be so bothersome that a person would notice swelling mm -hmm. in their knee, right? Then they would say, oh, my arthritis is acting up. It's swollen. I can tell. Right, well, right. For right. most people's digestive tract, now transitioning to this, mm -hmm. the second part of detox pathways I would look at is your digestive tract, which is your intestinal lining. Okay. Okay. Which mm -hmm. for most people, uh, you would have to look at it from it starts in the mouth and it ends yeah. you know where you think it ends right uh and so if you have digestive issues and let's call it arthritis of the gut mm. would you have swelling of your midsection right the same way you would if you have arthritis of the knee okay I right like that yeah okay mm -hmm. so if that's the case that's what we've seen with most women who mm -hmm. tend to like burn fat and I say quote yeah. unquote burn fat right? <laughs> right and what happens is that fat cell mm -hmm. shrinks mm -hmm. if it was so inflamed you imagine that most women especially will hold on to weight their midsection their chest their arms and their thighs yes okay and mm -hmm. those are usually the first places they will lose weight right mm -hmm. quote unquote lose weight yeah and what will happen is um, it is a, a cumulative e effort like a domino effect mm -hmm. what I've seen with most women if they want to quote unquote lose weight, yeah. they will start losing around their chest and their arms first, mm -hmm. okay? The hardest part is around the midsection, yeah. right? Because that's where we hold on to most of the inflammation in our body mm -hmm. because it's very easy to store inflammation, toxins, uh, horrible chemicals that don't belong in our body in our fat cells because right. like the liver, mm -hmm. fat cells are part of your stored system. Right. And, and so you think storage, you also think detox. So mm -hmm. fat cells will get uh, stored with uh, sugar, processed sugar, processed oils, um, harmful toxins like in your skin products, your mm -hmm. hair care products, right? And if the liver is so backed up that it cannot store anymore, like we mm -hmm. talked about, mm -hmm. well then guess what? Where is it gonna store it next? It usually will store it in fat cells. Mm -hmm. It's an easy reservoir. It right. really is, it's a backup pantry. Mm -hmm. Now the problem is, is that we've looked at fat cells and I guess in digestive tract, fat cells go hand in hand. Um, if you can't get rid of things in the body and you store it, you store it in things like the fat cells. So the digestive tract, fat cell and liver are like this triangle. Right, mm -hmm. that you can already kind of tell. And it's weird right. for us to separate the two. Mm -hmm. But we will, right? We'll say your digestive tract and in your liver is separate. You have different issues. Like, no, it's the same thing going on. Mm -hmm. Okay, right? Mm -hmm. Because I look at your digestive tract, if it starts in your mouth, ends in your anus, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you essentially have a security wall. Okay. Okay, and mm -hmm. we've looked at it as an immune system uh, response, you know, like it's part mm -hmm. of our immune system. I get that. Right. But your digestive tract is a security wall. Mm -hmm. It only lets in things that it that should be there mm -hmm. in your body, and it tries to keep out things that don't belong. Right. But what happens if you have leaky gut syndrome, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You get a bunch of things in there, then your body and your bloodstream that go to the rest of the body that don't belong. And what will happen is imagine you do not digest processed carbs or oils and you eat them from a fast food burger. What happens is that burger and the bread does not get digested through the digestive tract. And by the time it gets to, say, the small or large intestine, mm-hmm. if there's leaky gut in there from previous burgers you've eaten that's caused openings, right? Leaky gut syndrome. Mm-hmm. Then essentially now that bread and that uh and that meat will go through into uh, through the lining, not get absorbed and digested properly. It goes into the bloodstream and it gets carried somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, the liver is the first thing to take up the, the processed fat and the processed carbs. Mm-hmm. And once again, if your liver has ability, it will store that and take care of everything. Right. But most people have fatty liver. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if that is the case, it goes to li- it goes to the fat cells. Mm-hmm. So if it gets stored in the fat cells and you have leaky gut, you have a constant supply of just processing things and storing them where it doesn't belong. So then you would naturally increase the uh, growth of your fat cell, Mm -hmm. making it inflamed. And the more sugar, the more processed oils, the things you cannot digest, more medications even, right? right? right. You, let's say even pick on supplements, processed mm-hmm. supplements that mm. don't belong there, right? right? You would put all those things in there, your fat cell gets bigger. And what happens with that is uh, most people don't realize your fat cells produce hormones. Mm-hmm. Now, your fat okay. cells are organs. Yeah. And that's what I want to get through to women. Okay. So, yeah, no one views fat cells as organs. Correct. Yeah. And this is part of the detox pathway. Mm-hmm. Because think about this. If you were to say, all right, we know the liver reduces inflammation. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing it does. Right. The second part of the detox pathway is the digestive tract is a security wall, nothing in or out that doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. Okay. But where's the inflammation coming from? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now you can right. say, oh, it's coming from the processed sugar and oils. Like I, I get that. That's inflammatory products mm-hmm. going into your body. If your liver is functioning well, those things get filtered out of your detox pathways very quickly. Yes. But with most women, if they have digestive issues, constipation, they can't poop it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say nurses and teachers are notoriously known for UTIs, right? Mm. Then they say they're not urinating and detoxing that way out as much. Right. And if someone has high blood pressure, guess what? The kidneys also detoxify and lower blood blood pressure Mm -hmm. so if they're not going to the bathroom as much they're not lowering their blood pressure not detoxifying right let's say someone uh doesn't uh, they're not very active Mm -hmm. they're sweating is another detox pathway yeah right right and then if they put uh antiperspirant Mm -hmm. on their armpits then they're not detoxing from their armpits Mm uh one to sit one in eight women have breast cancer just saying right because where do those toxins go Mm. and then uh the last thing is breath Mm. Okay, so mm. what's fascinating about it is breath work is a huge way to detoxify your body. Now, all these things are part of the detox pathway. Yes. All right, and, but as a whole, these are checkpoints, like vital signs mm-hmm. for the individual to see how their detox pathways are working. Mm. Okay. Okay, right. now if I say I'm a practitioner, objective data is what I love, which is true. Yes. I have labs. Yes. How do I tell your digestive pathways are off? I can look at hormones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Those are signals that tell me what's going on in the body. Doesn't tell me you don't have a cycle. I know that. I can tell by the way you come and say, I don't have a cycle. Right. I mean, that's easy. I don't yeah. have to run a test to see that. Mm-hmm. But what does the test tell me is that there's inflammatory markers mm-hmm. coming from somewhere in the body, namely the fat cells, mm-hmm. that are telling a bigger picture of what's going on with this inability to detoxify. Okay. Okay. So then think about the idea that now we have a liver that's backed up. Mm-hmm. One in three people are pre-diabetic in the United States. Right. Which means they all have fatty livers. Mm-hmm. All right. And mm-hmm. if they have fatty livers, they cannot detoxify inflammatory things going into their body mm-hmm. or being produced. 
Okay, if they have a digestive tract that is disrupted at all, constipation, diarrhea, call it what you want, right? then they're not getting rid of that, and that's a big problem, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so what happens is they can't detoxify. Those toxins go into cells, like yes. fat cells, that produce inflammatory hormones mm -hmm. that then throw off everything in the body, biochemically speaking, yes. and this is the breeding gown with epigenetics mm -hmm. to basically produce things like chronic illness, Right. And we're right. thinking cancer. We're thinking mm -hmm. autoimmune disorders. We're thinking chronic uh, things that will will kill you yeah. over a long period of time. Dementia. Mm -hmm. Right. Cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. And so I would imagine that if we're we're looking at the human body, uh, especially with women's hormones, yeah. uh, women's health, we're looking at it all wrong. Because mm. I, right. I, I, if you hear what I'm saying with this, th this you think about already like this makes complete sense. Yeah. Right. And I'm thinking like, OK, let's go back to labs. Do I need to order labs now mm -hmm. to determine if this woman is having detox issues? No, I can no. ask them. Right. What are your bathroom habits like? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, they're not very good. Mm -hmm. Here's a here's an example. Go back to the weight loss. Yeah. So this lady came in one time and she wanted to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Perfect example. Tried every diet possible. Uh, could not lose the weight. Uh, worked out more, harder. Yes, right. More right. often. Could not lose the weight. Mm hmm. And then um, she's talking and goes off on a segment. I say, um, excuse me, let me ask you a question. Um, how often do you go to the bathroom? Mm -hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? I say, well, I, you know what I mean. Yeah. How often <laughs> do you go to the bathroom? And she's like, I don't know why you're asking me that. What, what importance of this is mm. this? And I was like, are you serious? Like, just wow. answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not association at all with the idea that the two might be connected. Wow. So I said, can you just answer the question? Mm -hmm. She goes, if you must know, I go to the bathroom on Fridays and Sundays. What? <laughs> Every time I've told that story, I get the same reaction. Everyone drops their jaw and says, yeah. there's no way. I cannot believe that. Yeah. I don't say anything when she tells me this. Yeah, I look at right. her in the face. I don't mm -hmm. say anything. Keep mm -hmm. a straight face. Right. First one answer is her, and she mm -hmm. says, what? <laughs> and I was like, um, that's my response. Yeah. She goes, well, yeah. that's my norm. Oh, yeah. And I say, well, that's not normal. Yes. And she goes, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now let's look at the idea of we could maybe address that issue. Would other things get better for you? Mm -hmm. Because the honest truth is you're inflamed if yes. you're not going that often. It's backed mm -hmm. up. You're, I'm guessing it's the liver mm -hmm. because here's what will happen. I can go into why the liver is such a breeding ground for inflammation disease in a second. Right. But go back to the inflammation deal. Mm -hmm. So I say, here's the deal. Go back to your gut. If you have digestive issues, you have inflammation issues, you're storing inflammation, you have, I didn't know this at the time, but I was thinking you have inflammation in your fat cells right. that are producing inflammation that's causing you to hold on to this weight. And then if everything's connected, we detoxify your liver, we mm -hmm. help you know address your gut, and then we turn off, hopefully, or switch the inflammatory pathways to an anti-inflammation pathway. Right. Then all of a sudden, we give you a chance to basically reduce all the stuff you're holding on to mm -hmm. and get rid of it. And all of a sudden, guess what? By default, you start losing weight. Yes. And what will happen, and with her, it happened after you know a couple months, mm -hmm. but it was fixing the gut, so-called yes. fixing the gut. Right. The inflammation was started going from the chest down, mm -hmm. and then it started going down her like torso. And she's like, "I'm noticing my, you know, my torso is getting slimmer. Mm -hmm. Now my stomach's getting a little flatter in the front." And I was like, "That's perfect, you know that." Mm -hmm. To me, that's reducing inflammation. Uh, a woman might be happy because she's losing weight, mm -hmm. obviously. But then the bigger question is like, "Well, how do you feel overall?" 
Right. And a woman will always say, oh, well, I feel my, like my skin's better, Sleeping like my better. sleep's better, mm-hmm. like I have more energy, yeah. like all these basic things mm-hmm. that you, most women will take a pill for or yes. get injected of. Right. with to get and it's, mm-hmm. so it's like well imagine if you got better skin mm-hmm. from detoxifying your liver right and you're like what you're like yeah if you get better skin you mm-hmm. get uh you had to fix your hormones if you get better hormones you get better skin so that goes back to this whole idea of like okay imagine i wanted to do botox when we first started years ago uh-huh and i was like this doesn't agree with me yeah it does not agree with me because mm-hmm. why would I inject the most toxic toxin right. known to humans into my skin to paralyze it mm-hmm. with the idea that if I clean my system out, I think by default my skin, which is a reflection of what's going on inside of me, mm-hmm. would look better. Example, mm-hmm. estrogen. Yes. All right. Now, this is this is why the liver, the digestive tract and inflammation are so important when it comes to estrogen. Mm-hmm. This brings it back to women. Yes. So most women don't know that women... And I say to some degree, men, mm-hmm. women will produce about seven different estrogens okay. throughout the course of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Now, there's usually about three that are mainly the ones we focus on for research purposes. And the other four, we kind of don't even know what they do yet. Mm-hmm. But imagine there's estrogen receptors all throughout the body, mm-hmm. including fat cells. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if a woman comes in to our clinic we can order labs that measure two different kinds of those estrogens. Okay. Now, we will refer to them by name because everyone loves to geek out. Yeah. <laughs> Esterone, which uh-huh. is E1. Mm-hmm. Estradiol, which is E2. Okay. Estradiol E2 is the good estrogen that a woman makes when they're going uh, through their teens and their 20s and they're fertile. Mm-hmm. Esterone E1 is the one that you make more of when you're in menopause. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. Well, guess what? that same menopausal hormone estrone is also produced from fat cells. Mm, wow. Inflammatory fat cells. Well, that's fun. <laughs> okay, now yeah. think of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Woman comes in, I'm tired, inflamed, I can't lose weight. Mm. I automatically think which of those estrogens it, does she have more of? Right. Let's say this woman comes in, she's 35, mm-hmm. and she's been overweight for a while. Mm. She's had uh, issues with her cycles. Maybe mm-hmm. she was put on birth control Oh, at right. one point, right. and we'll get into that in a second, mm-hmm. and if that happens, I automatically can guess which estrogen she has more of. Mm-hmm. If she has inflammatory midsection, fat cells that are inflamed, yeah. she's producing a high amount of estrone, mm-hmm. which then compromises her ability to make estradiol, which right. is the good estrogen she wants. Mm-hmm. That's the kind that's going to make her feel thinner, yeah. not be as bloated, but also be more fertile and make her feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. That's the same kind of estrogen that you would want an estrogen replacement bioidentical therapy. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And you'll see it usually from your uh, compounded estrogen, a cream or tablet, whatever, it'll say mm-hmm. estradiol E2. Mm-hmm. Now, side note, any birth control pill or estrogen commercialized brand mm-hmm. is a estrogen pill that gets converted not into estradiol. Oh, of course not. Of course not. It's E1. E1. Mm. And it gets uh, converted through that uh, through the liver. Okay. So once again, Ooh. if the liver yeah. is compromised in any way, guess which estrogen you're being produced you're producing more of when you are taking oral estrogen. You're producing more estrone. Gotcha. So imagine a woman on birth control mm-hmm. in her teens. Ooh, a woman yeah. comes in at 35. I've been on birth control for 12 years, mm-hmm. and I just think all these red flags going off in my head because I'm thinking, what happens when you have produced too much estrone in your body? I'll tell you what happens. You have dis-ease. Mm-hmm. You can call it illness. You can call it whatever because estrone is needed. However, 
it's not needed in high amounts. In excess, yeah. Right? right. Mm -hmm. So guess what? Go back to liver. The liver gets rid of that inflammatory estrogen mm -hmm. and dumps it out of our systems mm -hmm. and helps regulate the inflammation. Okay. Tie it all back, right? You say, okay, yes. well, where we produce inflammation from? You're producing it from your fat cells. Mm -hmm. What gets rid of it? Your liver. Mm -hmm. If your liver is compromised, which most women's are, then guess what? You have the inability to get rid of these this inflammatory estrogen. Brings us back to breast cancer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What, mm -hmm. So my mother, breast cancer survivor, mm -hmm. and I guess we're still in month oh. of October if we still yeah. remember it's breast cancer wellness yes. uh, awareness. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she found her own lump. Mm -hmm. And she did her mammogram. They caught it early on, and so she only had to do radiation. Mm -hmm. So after radiation was done, uh, they put her on a medication. And the medication uh, in the medicational world is known as the SARMs, and it is a uh, estrogen blocker. Okay. Okay. And her oncologist said, you're going to take this for five years. Wow. At least. Oh. And if everything shows up in your labs mm -hmm. and it looks nice, then you can get off this medication. Mm-hmm. So at the time, this was probably like 12 years ago or something, so like that. And I ask, I go to the doctor and I'm researching, I'm listening and all this stuff. They never say which estrogen they're blocking. Mm, right. So I asked my mom, can you ask the doctor which estrogen they're blocking? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think she never got an answer. She never remembered something like that. But I never got an answer. Right. I think they're blocking uh, estrone. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. Now, what's interesting is the way that I understood at the time was that you're blocking the magnetism, the attraction of estrone going to breast cancer tissue and causing a tumor to arise. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's one theory that, that you can say, how does breast cancer even develop, right? Mm -hmm. The other theory I have is that your fat cells become so inflamed that they basically are so horrible that your body turn, thinks they're toxic and they produce toxic cells and toxic productions mm -hmm. of things like inflammatory hormones. Mm-hmm. So coincidence that estrone is high in amounts of breast cancer, I think it's saying, well, it's just a signal that you have disease in your body because the pathways in your systems are not working properly, which means the inflammatory pathways are, tur are turned on mm -hmm. and uh, the markers we can measure, going back to the labs, are now hormone markers. Yes. If you look up estrone, you would find it in oncology papers, hopefully, mm -hmm. right? right? Now, here's what's incredible about this if we want to get real into it. We hang our hat on the idea that liver is the, going to be the thing that helps almost every type of health issue in the body. Mm -hmm. You can call it diabetes, you can call it heart disease, you can call it kidney disease, you can call it Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. I will say it involves a fatty liver. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I think the liver is so fascinating is uh, it's the only organ in our body that if it's healthy, you could cut it in half mm -hmm. and it would regenerate completely. Oh, wow. No other organ can do that. Mm -hmm. Now. What's fascinating about that on top of it is that if the liver regulates everything, mm -hmm. what are we born with that causes us to be more kind of predisposed to being uh, sick? We look at genes. Genes, right. Okay, now mm -hmm. this brings us to what our parents gave us mm -hmm. as well as epigenetics, which I know is a, a topic of your uh, uh, fancy. Yes. Uh, you look at epigenetics and say, okay, our genetics are modified by our environment. Mm -hmm. This is completely true. If you want to get deeper, we are a mirror of our environment because you look at frequencies like seven hertz, right? Yes. Essentially, that's the frequency of our earth mm -hmm. and that's the frequency of the human body. Right. 
our microbiome, which is found in our digestive tract, is mm -hmm. filled with bacteria, viruses, parasites, and fungus mm -hmm. that also mirror the microbiome of the soil in our backyard that is full of bacteria, viruses, parasites, and fungus. Exactly. We are a mirror of our environment. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to, right? right? So whenever we have the inability to take in stuff from our environment mm -hmm. and have the uh, inability to get rid of this stuff, I think epigenetics does play a role, mm -hmm. but it affects genes that are specific to what everyone has, and it's known as the MTHFR gene, mm -hmm. otherwise known as the methylation cycle. Right, and some people call it the mother effer gene. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And most people have the inability to mm -hmm. detoxify the liver or utilize the liver to its full ability because mm -hmm. of this gene. Mm. This gene, the MTHFR gene, is found in the liver. Right. The methylation cycle, which the MTHF gene is, uh, is part of, mm -hmm. involves the ability to produce neurotransmitters. Okay. ATP. Mm -hmm. Energy. Energy. Mm -hmm. It uh, also has the ability to produce antioxidants like glutathione. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it also has the ability to repair DNA. Oh, okay. If you go look up oncology. Mm -hmm. Going back to cancer, mm -hmm. methylation is discussed over and over again because when you have a tumor, mm -hmm. a tumor will damage your DNA, mm -hmm. epigenetics. Radiation could cause a tumor so bad to where it would mutate your DNA if you stand in front of a microwave so long, right? right. It will cause that DNA to mutate. Mm -hmm. That DNA will change. Now, if you mix in the idea that most people, 80%, I would probably guess, have an MTHFR issue to a certain degree, mm -hmm. then they are born with their genes and the ability to, inability to utilize the liver to its ability. Detox, we'll just say one pathway. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the inability to make antioxidants, like glutathione. Okay. Okay. If you have a glutathione deficiency, you mm -hmm. could be due to MTHFR issue. And if you have an inability to make antioxidants, then you have the inability to make anti-inflammation. Mm. How are you supposed to get rid of that estrone, right? right? Well, the liver has things that will reduce inflammation from the cause of all that damage the estrone will do to like breast tissue, mm -hmm. right? If it has a tumor, a mutated tumor in the breast tissue, then imagine that DNA has been morphed and it's been damaged. Well, guess what? The MTHFR gene sends mm -hmm. methyl donors over there to repair the DNA helixes mm -hmm. and the codons and the strains, right. literally repairing it in real time. And that's what methylation cycles do. Mm -hmm. That's what it's known for in oncology. Okay. I bet you most oncologists would have no idea what we just talked about. Oh, for sure, no. Because I had no idea about it either. And I've mm -hmm. studied this thing now for like 12 years and mm -hmm. It's fascinating because it's involved in liver. We mm -hmm. test for it all the time. It's a one-time test. It's very easy. But I could tell you, if you have digestive issues or di detox issues, autoimmune disorders, you have an MTHFR issue. Mm. My mom is the worst. Okay. My dad's is the worst. Mm -hmm. Mine is the worst. Mm. So if I worry about things like cancer, mm -hmm. I say the MTHFR gene mm -hmm is directly involved in cancer risk. Okay. If I have a horrible mutated MTHFR gene, we used to think in uh, years past that that meant you had the inability to use B9, folic acid in the mm -hmm. right way, and you need methyl B9 in right. order to produce ser serotonin, mm -hmm. which helps with mood. That's yes. what we used to do. Okay. And that's what we used to think. Take B9, it helps you when you're taking your Zoloft, your Prozac, you know, mm -hmm. it's like an adjunct. Leptin was, uh, uh, Deplin. Deplin was designed yeah. and marketed for this reason. It's mm -hmm. a medicinal food is what okay. they call it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's true. 
However, if I give you methyl B9, there's no guarantee that you're gonna be able to make glutathione, that I know you're gonna repair your DNA, right. like, I, or make ATP. Mm -hmm. When we look at the MTHFR gene, it's part of a blueprint on how we function in the liver. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the liver does so many things now that we know, yeah. that if there's like, let's say a thousand pathways in, in the liver, mm -hmm there's a lot of B9 that's needed. Yeah. But then there's also magnesium in that pathway. There's also phosphatidylserine. There's mm -hmm. also P5P, methyl B6, which mm -hmm. is needed in all those pathways. And then you need a lot of it. Mm -hmm. You ever heard the term someone's anemic? Yes. Okay, M imagine they're anemic of B6. Mm -hmm. They have a deficiency of B6 and it causes them to not use the methylation cycle the way they should and not be able to make serotonin or dopamine. Mm. Now, some people say that's mood. I say that affects sleep. That yes. affects focus. Oh, for sure. Now imagine we go back to the inflammation. Okay, so let's say my negative thoughts will cause inflammation in my body. Mm -hmm. The body will not realize that sugar and negative thoughts are two separate things. They mm -hmm. just say it's a stress response going into my body. I'm reacting to it. My liver's backed up. It has an MTHFR issue. And uh, you know, I have a hormone imbalance. I am going to respond bad. Mm -hmm. I will produce inflammatory hormones. I will not be able to poop them out. Yes. And uh, I will have nutrients or malnourished food that doesn't help me function better and produce the energy and repair I need in order to function tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. That is health in a nutshell. That is a typical American person. That's a typical American woman. Yes. And they come in here saying, I can't lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you have so much bigger <laughs> problems on your hand than the ability to fit into your dress that you wanted to wear 20 years ago. Right. Right. That's, that's the, I want to be in my wedding size dress. Yeah. I was like, I get that. I get that. But do you realize right. that, that you are causing this issue? Mm -hmm. Well, how am I doing that? I'm doing all the right things. I'm like, no, you're doing all the wrong things. Why? Yeah. You working out causes more stress in the body, which mm -hmm. produces more inflammation. What's naturally gonna happen is if you have those pathways activated and the epigenetics plus the genetics, you cause more production of the inflammatory estrone. Mm -hmm. Then I say, you're doing this to yourself. Imagine if you work out 30 days in a row, you'd be mm -hmm. so inflamed, you could, would gain more weight. Yeah. And it wouldn't be muscle. It would be, you would gain probably another 10 pounds of like, it's all my belly. Right. Like I cannot fit into my shorts. Mm -hmm. I cannot fit into my pants. This is mm -hmm. uncomfortable because right. I've seen it happen. And then I say, okay, imagine most women who probably get on your show mm -hmm. talk about doing coffee enemas. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about doing, uh, you probably even mentioned fecal transplants at one point, if you haven't heard about this. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. Yes, but yes. it is a thing. <laughs> I have someone who's done it. Oh, okay. Right, because people have such bad digestive issues mm. and they don't either address it or do it the right way that they will go to great lengths yes. to either go around it or address it. Mm -hmm. Go back to the lady pooping twice a week. So six months go by, she's going every other day. Mm. Coincidentally, she's losing weight. Yes. I go to now and I say, you know, I wish I could go back and if I knew now what I knew, knew then, mm -hmm. I would probably change my approach even more. Probably what I would say to her. And I would probably look at her and say, you know, long term, mm -hmm. you probably want to optimize and, and probably live to 100 like most people do nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. And I say, well, if your inflammation's off, your liver's off, your digestive tract has leaky gut, which also means leaky brain because mm -hmm. it's also the same tissue, then you have horrible digestive pathways, mm -hmm. okay? And if you put antiperspirant on, you're not active, you're not going to the bathroom consistently, you're not learning how to breathe, you're not getting rid of this stuff. Right. You should take supplements mm -hmm. that target your liver and your digestive tract and your detox pathways along with your methylation pathways 
that help activate all those things and help you function better and get rid of the stuff that doesn't belong in there. Mm -hmm. That's our simple approach after doing this for so long. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. and that is everything in a nutshell. And yes, I can show you the science that backs it all up, but if it goes with that simple approach, mm -hmm. it leads us to the last thing, sleep. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the easy part is us giving a pill for you to detoxify your liver. I can tell you exactly which one to take. That's not a problem. Mm -hmm. I can even give you an IV full of it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I physically cannot help you with mm -hmm. is helping your sleep. Mm. I am not around you when you sleep. Yeah. Okay. I, you sleep. Think about this. A third of your day of, in a 24-hour period, mm -hmm. right? You should be sleeping up to a third of your day, mm -hmm. which means over a lifetime, we're investing in sleep as something that helps us function because if you just think about our day doesn't start till we go to sleep mm -hmm. right then that's our recharge mode sleep is our ability to say slow down we're going to control things going on inside of you because when you're awake you don't know what to do mm -hmm. just put it that way when you sleep you do different things in your body for sure that's completely true right okay it's a form of letting go it's a form of yeah. letting go mm -hmm. now it's very hard for a lot of people to sleep. Yes. And it's one of the most essential things a human will ever do. Mm -hmm. You have the ability as you were born innately to sleep. Mm -hmm. When the sun goes down, your body says it's time to shut down and go to sleep. And when I sleep longer, I, in theory, feel better. Yes. Because that meant I was able to clean up everything mm -hmm. while you were asleep. Now, if you look at it that way, sleep is a detox. Mm -hmm. It is the ultimate detox. In fact, sleep is the best thing you could ever do for your health. Mm. If you get better sleep, mm -hmm. it is the one time of the day that you have that you're not putting anything inflammatory into your body. True. And that means you have the chance to get things out because what's the first thing you usually do when you wake up in the morning? You go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if this lady, when mm -hmm. we go back to the weight loss, mm -hmm. Fridays and Sundays, <laughs> right? <laughs> nothing is being detoxed those mornings when she wakes up. Mm. True. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. The deepest cleanse is sleep. And if she's not doing anything to get rid of that, mm -hmm. she's holding on to it. Right. And what's fascinating about it is that we don't emphasize sleep enough. Mm -hmm. We say yes, like, you know, you can get a sleep bed and you can track your sleep and all that. But yeah. I really ask people this question. I say, how do you get better sleep? Mm -hmm. Well, we look at it like we can take a pill at the end of the day. Right. Melatonin. Melatonin. <laughs> right. Which you make during sleep. That's mm -hmm. why we take melatonin because we're making melatonin uh, during, during sleep. Right. Melatonin is the strongest antioxidant I think we make. Mm -hmm. And one, one of them. And it's the only time we make it is when we're asleep. So if we're not making it, we're not truly getting healthy. Mm. So we take it instead thinking, oh, it's just going to help me sleep, not knowing how important it is from the detox pathways. Yeah. And I say you cannot catch up on sleep. It is a debt you will never pay mm. off. And it's an investment into the ability for you to utilize your human form. Right. And if you look at sleep patterns, let's go into a bit of wavelength. Mm -hmm. Delta waves are what you're shooting for. Mm -hmm. I think delta waves probably make more melatonin than any other pathways in, in your brain. Mm -hmm. When you're in theta mode, you're falling asleep. Mm -hmm. 
you go into that trance and you go into REM mm -hmm. and then you go into deeper, which is, you know, something of you have maybe the ability to detoxify your brain in ways that you never thought possible. Now, mm -hmm. ask people about this. Mm -hmm. What is your sleep like? Mm -hmm. Oh, I get good sleep is the usual response. Mm -hmm. When deep down, we know that's not the case. Mm -hmm. We know that's not the case. This is how you follow up that question. Oh, are you staying asleep all night? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I get up. I get up. I wake up between 2 and 4 a.m. Yep. yep. And they'll tell you it's almost the same time every night. Yep. And and so I love to refer to the Chinese meridian cycle. Yes. Of the liver. Of the liver. 2 to 4 a.m. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if it's not that, it's the lungs. Mm, yes. Yeah. Another detoxification pathway. Bingo. Right. So your body's trying to detox during those times and your mm -hmm. body's like, I can't do it because you have a CPAP machine on. Mm -hmm. Sleep apnea. Yeah. We get diagnosed with. Yeah. Or you get overlooked with the fatty liver and say, oh, it's diabetes. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's heart disease. Does heart disease and diabetes run separate? No, it's the same circulation. It's the same plumbing. Yeah. Imagine it's the same circulatory pathway with the detox pathway involved because it's all in the same body. Mm -hmm. And now this person has a CPAP machine, was diagnosed with sleep apnea years ago because what? They were overweight. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, you're overweight. You cannot sleep at night. You're snoring. Mm -hmm. Snoring. The body's telling you, I cannot breathe at night. Yes. You basically get sleep apnea after a while and your body does not breathe at night and then you don't wake up. Mm. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a machine that breathes for you at night because you don't know how to breathe. Right. And usually it's a simple mouth breathing. Mm -hmm. When we should have learned how to nose breathe. Mm. Right. If people tape their mouth at night, biohackers do. They got mm -hmm. it from track coaches like the University of Michigan used to do it with all their, their they still probably do it with the runners. Wow. They tape their mouth. Mm -hmm. So they learn how to breathe with their nose. Mm -hmm. If you mouth breathe, you might not breathe in oxygen like you think. Right. Which raises your pH, well, lowers your pH, I guess, to acidity. CPAP machines recirculate. My mom, get this, CPAP machine. You can already picture her right now, can't you, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's also a diabetic. Okay. Oh, poor thing, yeah. Yeah, you, and, yeah, yeah. and double knee replacement. Right, I love her right, death. Right, Three surgeries in her digestive tract, acid reflux, gastric bypass, and I imagine uh, she's had IBS forever. Wow. Right? Doctors for all separate conditions. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And the oncologist doesn't address any of these. Of course not. Of course not, because right. it's like, all they treat is cancer. Right. They've got one tool. It's the end yeah. product though, right? You've already caused it. That's the, the problem with forward thinking in this sick healthcare system. There's really good doctors out there, and there's really... Doctors who are tied into a system that doesn't allow them to think ahead of the game. From a preventative standpoint, mm -hmm. that's what you do, right? You mm -hmm. essentially empower people to say, well, what if you could prevent something from happening? Mm -hmm. What if like cancer didn't have to be a thing in you? What if you have the genes for it, you tested it, you knew it, you made the lifestyle modifications, and the risk factor went down in your body mm -hmm. because you believed you have the ability to reduce the risk. Then if we believe that trauma, mm -hmm. which is passed genetically through our generations, right. can be stopped with your DNA, you ask yourself, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. How do I change the mutated MTHFR gene so I don't pass it to my kids? Mm, that's a great question. I say, okay, maybe we can't override epigenetics just yet, right? This is a whole other topic. Right. But can you lower your risk factor? Yes, of course you can. You do not have to accept that these are the cards you were dealt with. 
And when you look at it, you say, what are the tools that we have at hand? Okay, I'm going to utilize the things that my body has the ability to do on a daily basis mm -hmm. and then what I have access to from a resource standpoint. Nutrition, sleep, mindfulness, mm. flexibility, exercise, okay? You don't have to buy a lot in order to accomplish those things. But what you have to do is give a lot of your effort towards those five things. Yes. Which means you have a non-negotiable daily routine that now becomes how you function from a biochemical standpoint. Right. Because you understand that there are things like a detox pathway and there are genes and food will either help or hurt me and it will slow me down or give me good energy. I don't apparently get all the nutrients for my food, so I have to supplement, and apparently due to my genes, I need certain more nutrients like B6 than other people. Mm -hmm. So I will make sure that I get that in my diet or my supplementation somehow, and if I'm smart enough, I'll get it the best way possible, right? Right. That's why biohackers have come into play because biohackers have understood this. Most biohackers um, have the resources, the understanding, and the knowledge that if biochemistry is a thing, which mm -hmm. it is, right, and all you study in biochemistry is vitamins, amino acids, and antioxidants, glutathione, methyl B12, methylation is all talked about. Then you say, okay, cool. Well, then you should probably be addressing these. And if you took anything away from this conversation, liver, liver, liver. Yeah. Okay. Imagine you say, okay. Maybe I should be doing like a liver detox or liver support on a daily basis. Mm. If I don't test my MTHFR gene, could I just assume that I need to address my liver by taking a liver support every day? Yeah. If I'm a woman, can I assume I make hormones mm. and I need to address them by detoxifying my liver that regulates all my hormones? Yeah. Okay. So now you see where this is going. Yeah. No doctor is going to come to you and say, we need to do something about your liver right now because it controls every single thing in your body. And if you cannot get this in order, everything else is nothing. Right. Well, it's fascinating because th there's no real solid markers about the liver that you can look at. You know, everyone just kind of ignores it. Ah, so I want to change this approach. Okay. Okay. I will tell you exactly what to do. There is one test that if you walk into your practitioner's office and say, I need to check my overall liver function, okay. one test, GGT, gamma, gamma, tau. Okay. All right, that's what we're looking at. And it does stand for like gamma, like glutamate, uh, like something, I forget something, tryptophan, mm -hmm. I don't know, something like that, right? Tryptamine or something, but it is the marker for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Okay. It is a marker for measuring B vitamin status, mm. and is a, mar a marker for measuring glutathione wow. production. Wow, okay. Huge, huge. Yes. There is a basic panel that your doctor will order to screen you for your routine physical that's called the liver function test. Mm -hmm. It is a panel of about three blood panels. Okay. Usually to address overall liver function. Guess what's not included in that liver function panel, overall panel? GGT. GGT. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be. Oh. It's not an expensive test by any mm. means. But it used to be included in that LFT panel. Mm. You go to any family doc, internist, mm -hmm. endocrinologist, they, oh, LFT panel. Yeah, what is it? I mean, ER, ER doctor, ER, LFT. You have panels in your LFTs 
they have been traditionally ordered to look at hepatitis. Okay. Either from sex and drug use or fecal contamination, yeah. or it looks at things that would kill your liver, such as statins or tequila, mm. alcohol. Right. Tylenol will do the same thing. You can do the same markers. If you overdose on Tylenol, like we said, mm -hmm. it's not going to tell me how much glutathione you're producing. That's what GGT tells me. The markers in the LFTs will tell me, oh, you're overdosing on Tylenol. Okay. That's what the markers will tell me. It's mm -hmm. either hepatitis or you're overdosing off Tylenol or alcohol. And then imagine you're like, you come in, you're a 35-year-old female, and you're like, well, I'm not abusing Tylenol or mm -hmm. I don't drink. Right. And I've never had hepatitis. I don't need mm -hmm. promiscuous sex. I've been with one partner my whole life. Normal liver enzymes. Mm -hmm. Normal liver function test. Yes. We'll order the GGT marker because they'll come into here. Why? I can't lose weight. I don't feel good. What's going on? I don't know. I feel like it's my liver. Let's check it. Let's order the GGT. And we'll see it. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. something up with it. Wow. Really? Because then on top of it, the marker is... From our standpoint, the ranges are different than what you would order in a traditional panel. Even if that traditional allopathic doctor orders GGT, they don't know what to do with it because they don't know it makes it's a symbol for glutathione production. They don't know that it's B vitamin status. Mm -hmm. They just know it as another liver marker. Mm. But it is the marker for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which if you order it on most diabetic heart disease, Alzheimer's, chronic kidney disease, most autoimmune people, their number will be off. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the MTHFR gene. I know it's a liver issue by this point. Do I have to order that marker? But I will just because people like to know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know my new marker. Okay, yeah. Order it. Boom. Okay, there you go. Now you know. Going forward, liver is the, the goal. And then if I say, okay, GGT, mm -hmm. we're going to measure that going forward. You have a marker that's easy. You could literally just go in for that times. Like, I'm going to check my glutathione. I'm going to check my B, stick sta B, uh, B vitamin status. And all of a sudden, uh, it's just nutrient absorption, mm -hmm. right? Now you're absorbing and storing it like you should. Is my liver functioning like it should? You could order hormones, okay? Right. If you really wanted to, but this is the tricky part. Mm -hmm. Which hormones are you going to order? You could order estrone, right? That's a good marker. Right. Here's the thing. I will call out OBGYNs. Most of them don't order estrone ever. Really? Most of them, I would beg to say, they have learned about it at one point in their career. Wow. But ask an OBGYN this question. If you give me birth control, OBGYN, for mm -hmm. my acne, mm -hmm. for my, right, right for my acne, mm -hmm. for my painful menstrual cycles. Which is all, all going back to the liver. All way. back to the liver again. Yeah. You, OBGYN, give me mm -hmm. this estrogen, okay? What is it going to do to my estrone? Can we measure it? Watch the response from the OBGYN, and that will tell you if you have a good one or not. Okay. Because they will say... Yeah, we'll measure it. We can totally measure that. Exactly. It. But if they look at you and say, huh? Wow. Then I question everything they're doing right. because I say, well, you do know as an OBGYN, a person who studies the female hormones that mm -hmm. we measure estrogens, yes. plural. I mean, us, you know, and, and mm -hmm. if you if you measure estrone and versus estradiol, this is the true estrogen dominance that everyone's been referring to in all these right. years. Are we causing an estrogen indominance or estrogen imbalance by you giving me this birth control that you're about to put me on for the next 10 years? Right. Here's the other th crazy thing about it. Go back to the hormones. And I'm going to stay on this topic because it's so vital. Insulin. Oh, yeah. Big one. The liver regulates insulin response because it store the liver stores sugar 
fat and proteins, right. which are all regulated by the in, by insulin. Estradiol, the good estrogen that you want. You ask the OBGYN this question. Estradiol, will this help me with weight loss? And the doctor should say, yes, of course it does. Mm -hmm. Healthy estrogen keeps a woman uh, less inflamed. Yes. That's true. Okay, perfect. How? Part of it has to do with insulin. Mm. Estradiol that comes from the ovaries might be the only place we make estradiol, I think, on, uh, women do, right? Yeah. Uh, guys make it in testes. If that's the case, estradiol itself, the healthy estrogen, directly regulates insulin. A woman who goes into menopause now is making an estrogen that does not regulate insulin. Insulin dysfunction of the ovaries is known as PCOS. Wow. If I am the OBGYN mm -hmm. and I give this patient birth control for mm -hmm. the next 10 years and this patient is 14 years old and they get off birth control and say, I cannot get my period back. Mm -hmm. I have possibly endometriosis. I have painful periods. Mm -hmm. I have cysts in my ovaries every time I have a period now. Mm. Sound familiar? Yes. Do you think the birth control you gave me caused an influx of estrogen production, which lowered my inability to regulate insulin, which basically developed diabetes of the ovaries known as PCOS? Wow. Do you think that caused it? And the OBGYN will most likely say, what? No. <laughs> And I will say, did you cause my PCOS? Mm. And what do they want to do instead? Yeah. With the PCOS now that's an issue, now that they're 35, they're infertile, cannot get their period back, they're tired all the time, can't lose weight. They're, they're losing their hair. They're losing their hair, their yeah. skin's off. Mm -hmm. They think it's their thyroid somehow. They oh, go, right. oh, this is thyroid, here's some, here's <laughs> some Synthroid, or they say, here's some armor. Right, right, that's, right? that's the new thing. That's the new thing, right? <laughs> oh, here's your pellets. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the testosterone pellets in the butt. Right, because yeah. I can't. I don't have tired. I'm tired. I don't have the sex drive and all that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say they have painful periods. Yeah. The doctor will say, you know what? You don't need them. Mm -hmm. You're 35. Even if you had kids right now, you're a geriatric senior patient, which puts you at higher risk for having issues down the road. Plus, they kind of know deep down that you were clotting at an earlier age and that's mm -hmm. why they put you on the birth control you know and you're kind of like i don't know if that's really the issue you have the endometriosis a little bit right let's just do a hysterectomy mm -hmm. let's and cut it out let's cut it out yeah you don't need those things right. and now you're 36 partial or total hysterectomy and you're like i still can't lose weight it's worse now can't sleep i can't sleep mm -hmm. now yep and they start putting them on all these things mm. And it goes back to the five tools again, basically yes. sleep, nutrition, mindfulness, flexibility, and, and, and exercise. And I say, okay, let's simplify all that. Mm -hmm. What if that doctor said, okay, this is how we're going to get your period back. We're going to get you off all this crap. Mm -hmm. all right? Your hormones are out of whack. We're going to do a liberty detox to set it up mm -hmm. and get rid of all this stuff and start everything over and do a restart. A celery juice cleanse is not going to do it. Right. I hate to break it to people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do a juice cleanse. No. <laughs> no, that's not going to do it. Oh, I, I do a juice cleanse. Oh, I fast. I intermittent fast. That's not going to do it. If anything, right. your intermittent fasting is causing you to be worse. Because mm -hmm. guess what? Your intermittent fasting is trying to regulate your insulin. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If your estrogen's off, 
you can't regulate your insulin. Mm. If you're a woman and your estrogen's off, you cannot regulate your insulin, which means right. you will not be able to have the weight controlled where you want it, right? If you right. cannot control your insulin, you have get weight gain. Yeah, right. Right? So this whole cycle goes back to it and it says, mm -hmm. okay, what do I do? The detox pathways. Once again, mm -hmm. you say, what can I do? You want a list of them? Here it goes. Liver detox support. NAC. NAC is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Okay? N-acetylcysteine. If you overdose off of acetaminophen in the hospital, mm -hmm. guess what they would give you in an IV bag? NAC. NAC. Guess which is great for acne? NAC. Mm -hmm. Why? Ask an OBGYN. Ask any dermatologist mm -hmm. who has done any research on NAC. Why NAC is great for acne? If you haven't figured it out by now through this conversation, reach out to me and I'll explain it to you. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. But NAC is also a big mucus thinner. It's anti-clotting. In the research, it is essential. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's made in the liver. Yes. It is the precursor to glutathione, which is also made in the liver. Mm. If you want to make either or, you need good amino acids and B vitamins mm -hmm. and micronutrients like magnesium and zinc and copper mm -hmm. and good methylation pathways. Yes. And if you're not doing all that stuff, you're not making enough NAC or glutathione and you're not that healthy. Mm -hmm. You have a deficiency of it. You need a supplement. Things like NAC directly help it. I love um, I love turmeric. I love milk thistle. I love frankincense. I love glutathione, of course. Mm -hmm. I love all the methylated B vitamins. There's resveratrol. There's milk thistle. There's DIM. DIM is great for women. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. DIM. Mm -hmm. Most women should be taking it. D-I-I-M. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, or D-I-M, however you okay. want to spell it. Mm -hmm. um, I would caution you to take black pepper with it mm -hmm. and not just be solely relying on DIM. Uh, I think quercetin is another good one to take. Most people know about quercetin mm -hmm. now. But turmeric, quercetin, DIM would be a great combination. You can even do milk thistle. Okay. Like all those as herbs if you want to keep it very simple. Yeah. Um, those are great. I do a combination of all those if you wanted to with mm -hmm. like NAC and your B vitamins. Um if you got an IV, it's a good IV clinic if uh, they offer NAC. We offer NAC. Okay. If you don't have a place, you call them and say, hey, I want to come in. And you'll know if this is a hangover clinic or not. It's like, right. hey, do y'all do offer, they offer glutathione. Right. It's like, do you offer NAC? Uh -huh. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Hang up. Hang up. <laughs> yeah. If that's really what you're looking for, that's fine. If you want a hangover, that's fine. Go there. They're probably helpful. Right. right. But NAC, someone's coming in and say, I have hormone issues. I need a liver detox. What do you think I'm giving them? neck mm -hmm. what we're giving them in a bag of iv too is taurine mm -hmm. taurine is a great amino acid it's a sibling of neck okay taurine red wings or red bull wings yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right gives you energy it makes bile oh what makes bile the liver yes where's bile stored gallbladder what's connected to the liver the gallbladder what do women usually have a lot of problems with the gallbladder. Gall yeah. Gallbladder yeah. What do they do with the gallbladder when they have gallstones? Well, they are technically need to purge it. But, but they don't do it and they, they just right. take it out. Oh, right. They take the gallbladder out. Right, right, right. Right. So medicine's approach is we didn't figure out how to balance out your so whole right. detox system. So we're just going to take it out. Gastric right. bypass, gallbladder, appendix. Yeah, you don't need that. Right? No. Of course, right? So at NMSW Lounge... That's really what we're known for. We're not just vitamin IVs. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're actually known for the labs. Yeah. But adding the customized nutritional part is what 
essentially sets us apart and so we can do that for anyone mm -hmm. if they can't come in for IV it's perfect you can take supplements we can drop ship those to you mm -hmm. we can drop ship the labs for you okay. it just you know you can go book online and then mm -hmm. we can talk about like what you want to do first maybe yeah. maybe you already have the labs mm -hmm. you know we'll go from there okay great yeah. that's awesome I will share everything all your uh, Instagram handle all that on the show notes and um, thank you for being here thank you for having me <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,